Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? And as usual, I'm going to say what I always say. It's hot. But we're on a cool down now. Hello. Thank you, Jen. Yes, Jen got it right. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. Welcome to California Haunts Radio, the most relaxed radio show you're going to see. I like to do this laid back because it's just the way I am. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 35 strong up and down the state, which means for you who are having paranormal issues that we can reach you in almost every city, every county. We're spread out enough. Plus, we're in Oregon, Washington, and Hawaii, and Nevada. Anyway, today is a milestone. Today is our 200th show. 200th live show in this format. We've done more than 200 shows over the years. But in this format. Two years ago when I started doing this, I just, I, I, or maybe it's almost, yes, two years. I'm in my second season. I didn't think I was going to be on the air doing this format for that long. I really didn't. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I'm a journalist, but I'm a newspaper journalist, okay? Newspaper people aren't like TV people. We don't like to be in front of the camera. We like to take pictures and be hiding behind our, our name in the newspaper. So it took me a while to get used to putting my face out in front of you guys. It did. It took me a while. And um, I guess I finally got over it because here I am. And here I am talking to you like, like I've known you forever, right? Some of you I have. <laughs> I see Jen's in the house. Nancy's in the house. I have some other people joining us tonight. I got a great guest tonight. I'm so fascinated by, by, by near-death experiences. I've never had one myself. My dad told me about his. He was in the hospital. And he had pneumonia. And he had coated up and didn't know it. And at, at the foot of his bed was his dog. The dog he had had in the Coast Guard. It's interesting because he, he had been in the Coast Guard and, you know, the, the military dogs. He was allowed to bring his military dog back. And the dog, and he saw the dog at the end of the bed, so he got up on the bed and walked towards the dog. And the dog went a little ways with him, but then the dog, he heard the dog talk to him. And the dog told him, you can't come yet, it's not your time. So my dad did not want to leave the dog, but he did. And he went back and got back into bed, and then he remembers waking up in the ICU. So, I mean, there's stuff like that that goes on. My father, very, very practical guy. Very practical. Very forceful. You know, this is, this is like the 1930s, 1940s dad. So, I mean, it was like his way, his way, and his way. Or like he says, once he thought he was right, he was wrong. Or once he thought he was wrong, and he was right. That's how my dad was. So, to hear him tell a story like that is pretty cool, you know. Um, so... Yeah, that's when I started really believing that stuff. And that's, that's before I became a ghost hunter, before I got into this, even though I had a, you know, I grew up in an active house. That's what really drew me more to want to learn more about this stuff, was my dad. My guest tonight, and I hope I say her name right, I'm horrible with names, always have been, you guys know that, 200 shows and I still botch names. Dr. Linda Selman, she can correct me if she wants, I'm good. 
she's going to be with us. She's had some near-death experiences that led to her having psychic. And I don't know, you know, and she, she's also got psychic abilities for, for healing. So I think it's going to be an interesting night because because as a doc, as a doctor, she 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 uses her abilities as a doctor and her abilities for psychic healing for people. And if I'm wrong, she can correct me. It's been that kind of week, right? Last night was a humdinger. <laughs> but I'm really excited. Remember tomorrow we're going to be here at 6:30 with Nancy, and we are going to have a little party. We're going to we're going to learn about the beginnings of the show. In fact. Nancy was on Block Talk Radio when I was just starting out and uh, doing this stuff. And so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about our usual topic of, you know, the, the deceased people that hang out around us, things like that. Maybe get some readings done. But we have some giveaways. I'm not telling you what they are till the show, but we do have some giveaways tomorrow to celebrate our 200th episode. So you got to be here. You got to be here. If you want to check out the radio site itself, it's CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. You want to check out the site for the paranormal team? That's CaliforniaHaunts.org. Also, if you're watching from Facebook, please hit that follow button. If you're watching from Twitch, please hit that follow button. And if you're watching from YouTube, there's a little ghost down in the bottom right-hand corner with a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. Hit that. That's our subscribe button. And if you go back through that stuff, it's not just about the paranormal. I'm a journalist, like I said. It's all about other topics, too. We cover spousal abuse. We cover everything. Everything you can think of. So there's something there for everybody on that on that page. Okay, so please do subscribe. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to bring our guest on. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for inviting me on this show. I am so excited to have you on. Thank you. Did Thank I pronounce you. your name right? Yes, you did. Salvin. It's like Alvin with an S. Cool. Got it. You did it. Yeah. Alvin. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like a chipmunk. That's it. So tell me about you. Where do you want me to start? Well, you had the NDE experience. Were you psychic before you had the, the, the those experiences? No. All right. Let's talk no. about that. Everybody's intuitive at some level, mm -hmm. but that's not the same as being psychic. And everybody thinks, oh, I'm intuitive. I know things. No, you don't. I have intuition. I had intuition. But um, I am a psychic. I read for psychics. I read for politicians. I read for Hollywood. I read for bus drivers and truck drivers and students and God knows every human being possible from any walk of life. But um, February 17th, 1981, you may not even have been born yet. I was in a commercial airline plane crash. I wasn't born. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't born yet. What, what I don't know. Born? A lot of people are so much younger than me. I don't even know who's who anymore. <laughs> But, I'm not know, telling February, you how old I am, but it was way before. February 17th, 1981, yeah, I was in a commercial. I was in a commercial airline plane crash. I survived, and coming down the ramp, I had an out-of-body experience, and I was out of my body for four months. I was split in half, so it was like um, I stand five feet eight, but my right. soul or this other thing was fifty feet out of my body for four months. So I've that never was heard of that. Yeah, well, it's called a walk-in. Do the research. It's called a walk-in. Yeah. So I didn't know about it either. But um, it took it took six years to integrate. So I lost most of my tw late 20s and early 30s trying to figure things out. A year after the plane crash, I was hit by a fire truck, had another out-of-body experience and near death. And uh, two years later, I totaled a car here in Los Angeles, and I had the white light experience. And you were talking about your father and the dog. So when the car spun out, I just said, oh, I want to go home in this in this 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 
white light went through my head into the ceiling of my car and into the heavens. And this loud voice said, you can come with us now or stay and do. And I was given a message. And then when the paramedics came to get me out of my car, I just said, they want me off the planet. They want me off the planet. Because a plane crashed, a fire truck, and then totaling a car all in four years. So a lot of stress, a lot of confusion, a lot of depression, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of like, why am I even on the planet? I was 27 to 30 when all that happened. I'm now 68. A lot of life has taken place, a lot of healing, a lot of change. You're on radio two years. Congratulations. I was the original radio psychic in 1994, pre-internet. Internet got awesome. Internet was here in 1996. I started FM radio in 94, and then I was in 400 markets when I quit in 2009, when uh, FM talk with CBS went off the air, and that's because the Internet and YouTube was starting to segue, so they got rid of talk radio on FM. So I was all pre all this stuff, pre-YouTube, pre-Instagram, pre-Facebook, okay? Um I was asked to do YouTube in 2009 and my mom had just died. I just lost the job. Then my mom died all within three weeks. And just think about starting YouTube, which was a brand new concept back then. I couldn't handle it. So um, through the years, I do hundreds of shows. Um, I have my own station. I'm going back on the air probably next month. I just built a new system and um have the YouTube and everything. So I'm coming back after a 10 year hiatus from radio broadcasting and uh, just jumping in again. But um, I became psychic the day the plane crash and it took six years to figure it out. Um, the walk-in theory, I had no idea what that meant. I had gone to a psychic once prior thinking my friend had said everything to her about me, but it doesn't work that way. Then a friend of mine after the plane crash said, go see this lady. And I walked into this woman's apartment here in Southern California, and her back was to me. She goes, oh, you're a walk-in. I said, what's a walk-in? Because I didn't know. She said, oh, it's when you're close to death and something takes over your soul changes. And I'm like, okay. And she gave me a book to read, which is called Strangers Among Us by Ruth Montgomery. came out in the late 70s. And that became my guide through this whole transformation of, this, of, the, of the psychic stuff, the spiritual stuff from the cognitive. My background, I have a master's degree in public health epidemiology, which is the big word today, but I'm famous as a metaphysician and psychic and healer. And in 80, no, I'm sorry, 2008, I got my PhD in metaphysics. So I combined science with the woo-woo, became a metaphysician, much like Carl Jung, Socrates. I've been compared to Edgar Casey. So I have a lot of that insight, wisdom, talent in me, mm -hmm. but uh, so what happened? It's not what I aspired to be growing up. <laughs> no, it's not what I wanted. It happened. Yeah. What a weird near-death experiences, out-of-body, psychic. I mean, I, things would start coming out of my mouth. People say, oh, you said this and that happened, this happened. I have testimonials that are boxes and boxes full. I don't know how I knew what I did. Mm -hmm. And then um, the accidents led to a couple of surgeries. And after surgeries, I became a healer after an organ was removed. And then from healing everybody, I would put the energy back in my body. And then I ended up with 100 tumors that had to come out of my hips and thighs. And after that, I became a medium. So I started talking to dead people and channeling the other side. I retired from that after 22 years, Charlotte, in 2018. I can still talk to the dead, but I don't want to. It's dark over there.
I'm, you're going to hear noises. I don't know. I don't know how to turn everything off. But um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, it, it's been quite a journey. Well, let me ask you. I mean, I've never heard. I've had to do my research, like you said. I've never yeah. heard of anybody being half in this world and half in the other world. How I still that am. Feel? What's that? I like? still am. <laughs> it's weird because there's a disconnect from what we know as reality on the cognitive, physical level. But then this whole other thing, like like a cyclops, fifty feet above, watching out of this eye, and over here I'm out of this eye, right? I didn't know what to do. The lawyer stuck me in therapy. And I said to the therapist, I said, I think God put me on that plane because I became very spiritual almost immediately. And he said, God, what did God have to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. The whole thing is spiritual. The whole thing is metaphysical. The whole thing is about synchronicity. The whole thing is about stars and birds and energy and and, and, and life. And, and, and you like with the ghosts and the haunts and everything, it's all real. Paranormal is very, very real. I got out of the paranormal um, in 2018, but I have a client for you because I just got off the phone with her an hour and a half ago. She's in Ohio, so maybe you can help her because I, I don't sure, want it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> you never know how we network, right? I just wonder, like, like you say, you don't, you got 50 feet up here and you're 50 feet down here. Uh, I mean, for four months, I kept saying I'm split in half. Okay, because your brain would have a hard time processing that. It did. It did. Here's what happened when the plane crashed. Boeing 737. I was in San Jose, California. I live in LA, California. My partner and I flew from John Wayne Airport in Orange County up to San Jose to do some work for the um, insurance company. We were testing ethylene oxide autoclaves, which means they were sterilizing the equipment for surgery. We told the doctors and nurses and staff, do not touch the autoclave. And of course, at the halfway mark, we went to check the samples and somebody had opened the door and invalidated everything. So we packed up, went back to the airport. So I'm facing you, you're facing me, he's eating pie and having coffee. And I look over at, um, at, the, at the plane sitting in the window and I said, doesn't it look like it could crack there? And he said, you're just tired. It's been a long day. Well, an hour and a half later, we cracked in half. The plane cracked in half when it landed. So we crash landed to avoid collision with another plane taking off on the same runway. The probability of all of us surviving was 2 billion to one. The landing gear was stripped and engine fell off and the plane cracked in half where I had the vision. It's all in the newspaper. You can look it up, Air Cal, Flight 336. Wow. I didn't make it up. It's all there. It's all there. But coming down the ramp, I got to the... Uh, I got to the door and I said to the stewardess, I said, where are the stairs? And she just tapped me on my shoulder and I went down that ramp, that slide. And it was during that time I shifted and this loud energy and noise went right through me like, and by the time I hit my knees and then I ran, I didn't know where I was. You're in shock. I'm in shock mm -hmm. with 108 other people. And um, I ran, ran, ran. If you know John Wayne Airport, it comes along the 405 freeway. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the cars on the freeway and I remember seeing the fence and then I just started panning. And then I saw the beacons and I saw the ambulance and I saw, I kept going and I saw um, the terminal and I could see the windows and I kept panning and I thought, where am I? And yet I'm feeling like I'm 50 feet out of my body and yet things I could see, but it was distorted and I felt crooked. I didn't feel whole. So I kept turning, then I saw the plane on its belly on fire. 
people sliding, people yelling, screaming. The fire trucks were out there with the foam and everything. And out of the blue, some guy came running along the field. I was all by myself. I didn't even know where I was going. And the guy picked me up and swung me around. He goes, we're alive. We're alive. I said, yeah. I was in shock. And he said, you okay? I said, yeah. He said, do you need some help? I said, no. <laughs> he goes, do you want a cigarette? I hadn't smoked in three years. I said, yeah. And then he took me to the paramedic station. And they asked what was wrong. I said, back knee. My, my, my back hurts. My head hurts. And I'm split in half. And I said, Gurney. But I was split in half from February to about June. Wow. This feeling of being out of my body from the near-death experience. Now, Charlotte, this is pre-internet by 15 years. There was no way to Google this stuff. There was nobody to talk to, call, email, text. It didn't exist. The people in the field, I didn't know how to find them if there were any. This was, it was weird. With people today, they, we didn't have StreamYard and YouTube and Facebook. The technology is so different from 40 years ago. So I was out there by myself trying to figure it out. And I got very um, frightened and scared and voices started happening. And it, it, it was just a... I look back now and the only way I can say it to you and your viewers is it was like an initiation. Because I went through all that for several years, including all the surgeries and the evolution of the career and the, and the gifts and the channeling. And then I created a candle magic line. And in retrospect, I was being chosen to help and to spread the word of God and spirituality and the paranormal and metaphysics, which is just a combination of psychology and spirituality. It's all it is. But I have a very diagnostic mind which goes back to epidemiology and research. And I've just been awarded the last two years. I'm proud to say one company called H2, Health H2O and another one, um, International Forum of Advancements in Healthcare. People nominated me. There are all these doctors and healthcare people, real left brain professionals. But I got an award for having bridged science with metaphysics, spirituality, and bringing it all together with radio and everything. So I'm pretty proud of that. That is really cool. That is really yeah. cool. Now, I'm thinking, you know, these, these times that, that you have were in those horrible accidents and out of, your, <laughs> out of the body, you know, they say that as our life goes on, that, 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 that there's several venues you can go on towards your death, you know, and, and it's like a choice there. I mean, do you think that's what that was? I think I had a choice in the car accident, not so much the plane crash, because I didn't hear it. When I came down the ramp of the plane crash, I was given a choice. I they, they This voice, I've only heard twice in my life, not my consciousness, but I choose to call God, gave me an option when I slid down the ramp. You can do, don't do this, do something. And then other things happened. And then the car accident in 84, they I saw the white light. And you're going to get chills if you hear the story again. And I was given a choice to live or die. And I stayed. Here I am. That's absolutely incredible. Now, I saw the other side. It's beautiful over there. It's peaceful. What's it like over there? Just peace. There's no body. It's all spirit. It's all love. It's all forgiveness. There's no pain. There's no backstabbing. There's no guilt. There's no grief. There's no tension like we as humans have. It's very peaceful. But I know, just like your dad with the dog, it wasn't my time. Mm -hmm. 
I was in the tunnel. I saw the light. I heard the voice. Did you see any members at all? Did, did anybody come to get you, or were you just in the tunnel? No, I just had the voice. Okay. I saw the light. It was so blinding. It was very bright. It was very peaceful. But I was holding onto the steering wheel, and at the same time that was happening, the uh, paramedics were knocking on my window to get me out of the car with the um, jaws of life. So were you hurting, or did you feel real calm? Both. I was very calm knowing there was the other side, mm -hmm. the pain, the fear, the anxiety once I came back out of the shock mm -hmm. and realized I'm standing on um, the main street here in Los Angeles and I had broadsided a pincho on a rape night. A woman broke her hip and because the, they, there were no lights. So we both met in the intersection. I, till this day, think I had the right of way. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's 40 years ago, but it happened. And I was taken to UCLA Medical Emergency Room. When I started calling friends to come pick me up, all I heard was another accident, Linda. I didn't cause these accidents. Right. They kept happening. Well, the reason why I asked you is because I had been in an accident a few years, just before my 21st birthday, where I, was going to, where I thought I was going to go over a cliff. And what I thought was so weird about the whole thing was I was real calm. And my first thought, because you'd already left your body, Charlotte. That's possibly because my first thought was, well, it's going to be a hell of a view. That was my only thought. Your thought process versus the soul are two different things. And that's what I've learned. Our soul, your soul, that's the out of body. The soul leaves the body. So you didn't feel the pain. Mm -hmm. Just like in surgery at times, the pain is so excruciating. The soul, people say, oh, I had an OBE in the, in, the, in the recovery room, in the surgical room, when I was giving birth or after an accident or whatever. You hear these stories over and over again because it's so painful. The soul leaves, so it doesn't feel. Now, when we're under anesthesia for surgery, it's the closest thing to death. So if you got the right anesthesiologist, you'll come back. Other times, you know, they lose the patient. A lot of, they could have either overdosed Right. And or the patient is so ready to transition, they let go and they transfer. Coma is the same way. They're half here, half there. People hear us if they're in a coma. Mm -hmm. You can go visit a relative or a loved one and you think they can't hear you. The consciousness absorbs. Even if they die, they heard the I love you, I miss you, I'm sorry, whatever the words are. The soul retains it. That's why sometimes as somebody's on their final deathbed they'll open their eyes for a moment or they'll say mom because they'll see the other side of the entity or their spirit or your father or the dog or whoever's there right and then they go okay, okay. it's all real and i believe the thing about the pain because i know a few years ago i had to get epidurals in, in, the, in the base of my spine and i told them i didn't want any pain meds and they were like are you crazy but i was able to get myself to that spot where I don't know if it was an out-of-body thing or I was able to, you know, I was able to get myself to that white light to where I didn't feel anything. I wouldn't make a habit of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to be crossing over any more than I have to, obviously. <laughs> you know. But yeah, so I, you know, that's what I did. But it, that's when I was younger and I was a lot stronger too, you know. Let well, me ask you something. You said you don't deal with the dead anymore. Why? Because of what I saw, what I heard, what I learned. I got tired, it changed my face, it changed my body, it changed my reality, it changed my relationships. Um, 
I did it for 22 years. Mm -hmm. From 1996 to 2018, I probably did six to 10 channels a day. It's a lot. I mean, I would dictate suicide notes, spaghetti recipes, or, you know, sauce recipes. Mm -hmm. um, I have, I, I just found some of these testimonies on my desk because I'm going through stuff because I'm writing the book finally. I mean, I've got boxes, you can't see it, but boxes of testimonies and letters long before emails, there were letters. Okay. So um, uh, I, I would have a client and I'd be puking all day. And then when a client called, I said, you know, Joan, I can't read this for your friend because I've been throwing up all day. She goes, oh, you must have her. She died of stomach cancer. Or another time I couldn't sleep for three days and I didn't, I was exhausted. I told my client, oh, my husband had sleep apnea or another one. I had a horrible headache for a week. Oh, my friend had a brain aneurysm. I pick up symptoms. I don't want it anymore. I have a life to live. Well, that's what and, I was going to ask you because do you, you feel it takes a toll on, on, your old, on your own health? Yes. Yes. There's plenty of people out there that do it naturally in a way that people love it. And I watch them like the Lisa Williams and the James on Progs. And there's people in today's day and age, everybody's on TikTok. Everybody's a medium. Everybody's a psychic. Everybody's got candles. There's not that many real channels, mediums and psychics. There's right, just right. not. They're no, not. not. And you know that even as yeah. going for everybody's a ghost hunter, everybody... Half the shows out there were made up and scripted anyway. I know right. the people in Paranormal. I'll probably introduce you to somebody I know back in Tennessee. I helped him with yeah. his organization. You know, there's oh, a couple cool. of people breaking it. The reason why I ask is because I've seen people, and, and you know, people that have been either been involved ghost hunting or been involved, you know, supposed mediums and stuff, and, and they are sick. And now after doing it for so many years, they are ill. They have illnesses. You get sick, the face changes, the skin changes, Money changes, the body changes. I want it out. It owns you. And it's, I loved the gratification of helping somebody find the closure and the communication and, 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 the, and, the, and, and the communication of, of, of truth that there's something there. I love that part. I love the acknowledgement. But sometimes I'd sleep for a day and a half. Or sometimes weird things would happen in my own house because I brought in something. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have one woman from Chicago, probably late 90s, and I was on the air nationwide, and she called. She said, Why'd he die? I said, He hung himself over a love. And she goes, How did you know that? I said, I'm a medium. You just asked what happened. Well, her son, she found him hang, hanging, hanging. And um, I channeled suicide note which was all about the girl of his dreams who ended up with his friend so i said he's showing me um a basketball overalls and dumbo the flying elephant or something because i don't know what you're talking about charlotte three weeks later she called she found a photograph of the kid's second or third birthday he was wearing overalls there was a basketball and a little elephant stuffed elephant so I have that picture in possession that's going to go in the books. I have permission to use the story in the photos. That's how deep this stuff went. Um, 30 years ago, I could have done the book. I don't know why I waited so long. It's hip now. I was ahead of my time, whatever. Um, the dark. There was darkness. If there's a hell, I found it once. Most of the time, everybody I've channeled gets to the light. I was on the air one time in 98, 99, and um, 
some guy called from the Midwest and said, I want to talk to my cousin Liliana, who was nameless. So I started talking and all of a sudden this thump went through the whole studio. The engineer and my screener were on the other side of the window. We went to break for 10 minutes. You don't do that when you're on air. Mm -hmm. But we had to calm this thing down. I went back on the air. I said, who is it I'm bringing in? What is this? Oh, my, my, my cousin, he was part of the mob. So here I brought in somebody that used to kill people, right? And it was so, I'm getting chills saying it again. It was so dark and so heavy. I remember having to go dark on the air I and mean, it was bad. So if there was, if there's a hell, I found it that night and I don't want to see it again. I've seen the suicides. I've seen the people getting killed in combat, car accidents, drowning, strangulation, uh, surgeries. I, I just don't want it. Yes, the soul goes on. Yes, there's messages. Yes, there's communication. Yes, there's closure. But there's other people who can do it. Right. I got very descriptive. A lot of Sylvia Brown's people came to me after she passed. And, and after a while, I mean, I love it, but I'm not willing to sacrifice my life anymore. Right, right. Not in that area. I do integrative medicine now. Well, I understand completely. I mean, there's times when I'm out in the field, like even at, the, at this Wilden Opera House that, that we used to go to frequently, and I'm doing a post, and I don't quite have my, my guard up. Oh, you'll get hit. And I hear, and I take the hit, and I know it because my stomach will flip. Yep. And I'm down for three days. Well, they stra the, the entities strangle our spirit. The dark wants us, and they, like, feed off of us as if we're the prey, right. and they take our energy. So you, if you're going with the dark side or you're finding the ghost, you're finding the whatever's out there right. that people can't see, but you're trained to detect, or if you've got the um, voice detector and you're finding where they're located, right. you can be strangled, you can be choked. You got witches riding where the spirits come in and hit you on the on, on 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 like when you're sleeping and they're like straddling you and they're choking you. There's a lot of weird stuff that a lot of people find fascinating. Yeah. But they don't know the risk that people like you and me are up against doing it. And everybody who thinks they can just go do it, no. Yeah. You, there's like gotta be protected, like you're saying. You gotta shield yourself, or you can really get sick. Or your face, or your—it's—it's it's horrifying. People, well, why'd you quit? Well, if I look back to where I was five years ago versus now, no, yeah, I'm having a better. Time. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about what you do now. You're a healer. Mm -hmm. okay, tell me I'm about a physical healer. So, so okay. in 1991, I had an emergency hysterectomy. I was given a choice to die then the doctors I said what's the I was hemorrhaging and I was doing music and I was passed out after a gig and, and and I went to the doctor and he goes well we can give you pills or a shot I said what's the problem he goes well if you don't have a hysterectomy you're going to die I said well I don't want to be a statistic he goes well you're going to be a statistic one way or the other either going to be sterile mm -hmm. or you're going to be dead so I chose sterility at an age I was still able to have kids and long story but after the surgery, I became the healer. Some guy came to my house, and I just started talking. And um, this girl was there with him and asked for some things. And I did some little whatever I did. And the next day, this woman called. She goes, it's gone. I said, what's gone? She goes, well, what have you did? I'm not, I don't hear voices anymore. I don't know what she was talking about. 
Long story short, she was uh, MPD, which is multiple personality disorder. She had 26 personalities. I removed them, put her back together in one, and her mother flew in from Arizona to thank me. Then the mother who works for the psych ward, because she was always trying to help her daughter, said, you've got to take this to the doctors. I said, they'll never understand. Mm -hmm. What I do by phone, I don't like to do it in person anymore because it got me sick, because sure. I take in too much is through breathing color and words in a 40 minute session i take people on a little journey and in the liver kidney spleen bladder heart vagina penis head ears nose wherever in the body i find emotion grief guilt shame if they've been abused molested violated abandoned whatever it is i release it and put it and and, and pack it back with love forgiveness self-worth self-esteem i reverse it most people can't do that. There's a lot of shamans and all the healers, but I get deep in a way that no one has my technique. So I heal people. I read constantly. People come for money, love, moving, travel, health, communication, spiritual growth, whatever, their life questions. And I also have a candle magic line that I upsell for bringing in money, love, getting rid of negativity. I've been on TV with the show, with the candles. It's all online. And, and now I'm in integrative medicine where I'm working with DNA nutrition. Based on our DNA, there's certain swabs we do and we find the 18 genes for our health and there's customized clinical dosages of nutrition that I'm helping people obtain for their body. So whatever we inherited from our parents corrects itself and health is restored. So I'm doing a lot as a metaphysician, it's all encompassing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now I've heard of candle magic. That's you. That's pretty cool. I probably know who Candle Magic is. Well, there's lots of Candle Magic. There's Pagan. There's Wicca. There's You go on Etsy. You go on uh, Instagram. You Google Candle Magic. There's lots of witches and brews and covens. and There's hundreds of lines now. It's become very commercial. But when I was trained in 1999, it was very taboo and very weird and very, very woo-woo. Well, I'm like you. Um, I'm not going to say how old I am, but I, I was here before. Just AOL dial-up. I got to watch ALL dialogue come up. And I was here before Ghost Hunting was cool. That was 1996. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I was the first one to get AOL dialogue in my house. But um, I, I started my team before Ghost Hunting was cool. Yeah, so you know what it's like to be a pioneer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was there at the cutting edge of it. You know, it was still in search of. Let's just put it that way. In search it, right? In search it. Yeah, but now everybody's a ghost hunter. Everybody's a psychic. Everybody's a healer. Everybody's a talk show host. Everybody's a podcaster. Everybody's a photographer. Everybody's a some. Everybody's you know promoting themselves now. Everybody's a star. It never used to be so crowded. It used to. We all used to have like our own specialty and niche, and but not anymore. It's crowded out there. Everybody's. I had one of the, had one of the first paranormal podcasts on Block Talk Radio. So that's how that's how old I am. I, I did blog. I did blog talk for a while after FM. Hmm? You know, I, I I count backwards now, so that's how I figure my age up. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Age is nothing. You're going to live forever, and you're going to live. You got another forty years out of you. What are you afraid of? Not Who's going? So. Who cares? Who Not cares? I hope so. Not I hope so. You look younger than you are. I'm fascinated by, by 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 the healing you do with people. Now, when, how do people contact you to do this, and what's the procedure for somebody to get help from you? 
they can go online to lindasalvin.com and just pay. And when I receive their um, order, I call and book the appointment. And um, a lot of times I will do a reading first to assess the problem. Like somebody called just the other day and they're over-medicated and they're this and that. And I said, I'm not a medical doctor. I can't help you. But he wants healing. I said, but I can't help you if you have this issue with the medication. You need to go to an endocrinologist or your physician and find out what's really wrong. And then when you're ready, I can help you metaphysically. I know what's wrong with him, but I'm not going to take that chance. Another woman called is blind who um, had some bad uh, experiences and wanted me to do some healing. And I said, not until you do. And she needed to do a few other things first. Then there's people that come to me and I will assess the situation. One guy was horribly abused by the father and beat up and raped and, you know, from relatives. I mean, really horror stories. And I did a healing on him just to calm him down from what he's lived with for 47 years to help the process. Now he's doing candles to help release even more of the negativity, bring in more of the harmony and to heal with the health and wellness. So I have my candle line is like a prescription for your soul. That's my tag. So you go to the MD and they're going to prescribe medication or therapy or physical therapy, whatever. With me, I get the person, I analyze the situation, and I can either suggest candles or the DNA nutrition or a healing based on the assessment of what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I also am at a point where I can be really nasty to people when they just attack me mm -hmm. and I'll say, I don't want to work with you. Here's your money back. Because I don't, like you've, I'm sure Charlotte have come across some really negative energy where it's like, you don't need it. You don't need it. Fine. Go on. Call me a bitch. Whatever you want. I don't want to work with you. And they're so contaminated or negative, dark, whatever. I don't want to peel it away. I like working with people that are open-minded, that have hope or that want to change, want to grow want to see God, want to see the universe, want to understand beyond the limited confines of the cognitive mind. Mm -hmm. You know, you are beyond that because you're doing something so paranormal. The average person could think you're weird or, or, or you're making it up or, oh, no, there's no ghosts. How'd you get involved in ghost hunting? My house is haunted. As a child? Yes. I saw things. I have abilities. Yeah, okay. my house is still active to this day, but uh, that's how I got into it. And then, like everybody else, well, back then, I'm talking back then, not now, you know, you, you watch the things like in search of because that's all you had. You know, and then gradually I got into it, and then I started working for a newspaper, and I was working with public access, and I thought it would be fun to film, to go out with the paranormal team and film them. And then I thought, well, I could do this. And then it launched from there. No, here you are. I am 20 years later, 25 years later. Yeah. Yep. I started radio and uh, I got on Psychic Friends Network in 1992 with Dionne Warwick for the first psychic line. I was in the infomercial. And then in 94, I was chosen out of 300 psychics to be the nighttime psychic with KBIG 104 FM here in Los Angeles. And that's what launched my career. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah see? We're, I, call, I call people like us moldy oldies. The <laughs> We're the moldy the pioneers. Yeah, pioneers. somebody had to open the door and fight the FTC, F FCC, FTC, FTC, and everything. Yeah, people <laughs> yeah. 
it was crazy back then. I mean, you know what was what was weird was that every people that had haunt they had stuff going on in their homes, it was more of a secret. It wasn't like it is now. No, it's like it's psychic stuff or channeling or sexuality or food or addictions. Everything's out of the closet now. Everything's yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah. You know, a lot of things have to be curtailed if we want to get into gun violence and all that. There's a lot of negative going on. There's a lot of undercurrents going on. But if people were just more balanced spiritually in their health, mind and body, it would balance out the planet. Okay, like health is is defined as the state of mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being, and not merely the absence of disease. I got into the spiritual aspects because it was lacking. Epidemiology was definitely physical, medical, and then everything else. When I was out there trying to figure out where to go, I just realized I had to go more holistic and more spiritual. I didn't belong in the total medical model, and so I found the spiritual aspects of being. And I help people enlighten, which means letting go and lighten up and, and find their new journey, get on their path. A lot of people out there that don't understand. In your opinion, um, what is the major cause of, of, of unbalance? Is it stress or something else? Imbalance? Yeah. Of what way? Spirituality, food, weight, emotions? Anything? Huh? Somebody's karma. You know, so somebody's spirituality. What? What's the main they don't have the spirit connection. They're lacking the spiritual connection. People, this is not about religion. Okay. I was raised Jewish. Okay. Judaism, Catholicism, Christianity has nothing to do with spirituality. That's all man-made. It's ideas. It's biblical. It's traditional. Spirituality, I'm going to recite a poem I've been reading on the air for 25 years and it's on my website and I didn't make it up because it's Sanskrit from near 1200, but it's the way I found God and what I teach God is a butterfly. So your viewers are going to hear this message, which is where you're going to see my spiritual connection. Um, it says, there's a child looking for God. How do you find God? So it says, God, are you real? And the child whispered, God, speak to me. And a metal arc sang, but the child did not hear. So the child said, God, speak to me. And the thunder rolled across the sky, but the child did not listen. So the child said, God, speak to me. And a star shone brightly, but the child did not see. So the child said, show me a miracle. And a child was born, but the child did not know. So the child said, touch me, God, show me you're real. Whereupon God reached down and touched the child, but the child brushed the butterfly away and walked away unknowingly. So I teach this. I, I, I get people to see the butterflies, the, the, the little pieces of life. I was just talking to a guy in Oregon the other day. He was in the middle of, I don't know, some forest with a brook or a river in front of him. I said, you're in the middle of what? He's a truck driver. And um, he heard me on a major overnight show recently. And he's real depressed and all this stuff. And I said, and I said the poem, because you're not going to believe this. I said, what, a butterfly just flew by? He goes, yeah. I said, now you're connected. Now you see it. People start seeing the butterflies. It's like a wink of God, the universe telling you in the synchronicity of time. You found me on a show, right? Right. Okay. It's synchronicity. How does it all work? It's all timing. But most of us don't see the timing or we're trying to control it or figure it out or analyze it or get a jump on it. And you can't force the love and you can't force the job and you can't force the money and you can't force relationships. But when you stop controlling, it all falls into place. Maybe not with a ghost. <laughs> um, the other question I have is when people feel like, well, like, can they control 
can their attitude control their health issues or, or, or prevent health issues? Yeah, yeah. You are what you think, you are what you eat. A lot of the times, yes, but does it always dictate the outcome? No. There, um, people believe in the law of attraction and that's great. That's one theory where you can stare at the ceiling and meditate and you're gonna bring in $500,000 by the end of August. It doesn't work that way. Faith without works is dead. You can't just imagine and then it happens. You've got to do the work. The networking, the communication, the opening the doors, the research, the whatever will lead to something if you take the action. Um, a lot of people just try to will it. It doesn't work that way. We all have free will, but then there's God's will. So the will of the universe versus our will in controlling two different things. If you're thinking you're sick all the time, you're going to be sick. But then there's Munchausers or there is um, a hypochondriac or there are different psychological terms for diseases that people can create. And if they come with all the problems or, oh, poor maze, I turn it around. I turn it around. I had one guy that was so ADD. ADHD the other day. I mean, I really got stern with him. I said, just stop talking. I don't want to hear the story. And he's going to go to jail because of, I don't mental stuff. I said, no, it's all wrong. You're being, you're in a frivolous situation and you have the wrong attorney who's not doing ABCD. I figured out his problem that he's been bitching about for two years. I did it in 10 minutes because no one's helping him. They take a, a lot of doctors, lawyers, professionals will take advantage of a more weak or vulnerable person and stretch it out financially for their benefit, but not helping the client. When they come to me, I can knock them over the head and say, this is it. Boom, boom, boom. God, you're so tough. I said, no, I know the truth. I know the truth. I hear a voice. I know the truth. Very interesting. Um, I have a friend that does um, polarity work. And, mm -hmm. she, and she points it to somebody that has to too many um, appliances plugged into a wall. Well, some people are oversensitive to right. the electrical magnetic field. Right. I can crash a computer. I can be so stimulated with the ring light, the computer, the radio station, the laptop, the phone, the, the it, all the lamps. Yeah, some people are too plugged in, no pun intended. Look at how much light you've got in their background. If it was real light with on air and the mic and all that. But if it was real active light, you'd be going a little nuts because it's too much. Yeah. But a lot of people are, well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. Our generation now with cell phones, let alone the computers and everything else digitally, we are at such a high vibration of using technology that our own memory is being thwarted. Our bodies are changing. One of the goals of the new order is to merge human with Android. That's where we're, that's where we're headed, 2030. If I don't want to get into that, but um, there's theories. Well, my question too, now that you're talking about like cell phones and stuff, do you think, and I know there's, I know there's studies about this because even when I go as a ghost hunter, EMF has a lot of effect on people. EMF waves. I mean, do you think the people that, like, like, you know, when you talk to people, do you think some of that could be from, you know, using appliances and whatnot? 
I agree. I think where we are now in 2022 versus where we were in the 90s or the 80s, we're all overcharged. We're all overstimulated. We're all anxious. We're all sleeping differently. Our diets have changed. Food's not metabolizing the same. We don't even know if we're eating real food anymore because of GMOs. Nothing makes sense. We're not like we're in a warped reality, the matrix. You know, we don't even know. It's um, harder to protect ourselves. You can buy those little stickers and put them on your computers and your phone to help absorb the radiation. Does it really help? I don't know. Cancer is going to be more and more out there as we age. And um, one of the medical journals was just saying the number one career for medicine coming up is oncology. There are going to be so many cancer cases that there's going to be a lack of oncologists. Well, you know, even a lot of those, those light bulbs, they keep shoving down our throats. Those LED the LEDs? Oh, my God, they're full of EMF. It's horrible. Well, I'm not an engineer, so I'm not one to really talk about it. I have the equipment. I can prove it. But, yeah, and the other thing that really freaks me out, too, is cheese. If you if you go to microwave different cheeses, they don't melt the same. Well, the thing about cheese, quote, unquote, Charlotte, is if you read the label, most packaged cheeses in the dairy section is potato starch. It's not cheese. Start reading the ingredients and look at all the chemicals, starch, and crap versus if you go to the more expensive section and you read the label, cow's milk, different ingredients, because the average person thinks, oh, there's cheddar cheese. I need a bag. Oh, there's mozzarella cheese. I need a bag. Oh, there's the Mexican trilogy or whatever. I need a bag. But if you look at the ingredients, it's chemicals and potato starch it's with flavoring of cheese. Maybe a little bit of cheese and casein, but not like real cheese. Well, That's why it's definitely because it's chemical. I mean, if you put you in, if you eat one thing of cheese and it melts in like 40 seconds or whatever it is, you get this other cheese that takes over a minute to melt. Because it's, it's not cheese, it's chemicals. Like, what is this crap? You know, it's read the label. Yeah. It's it's on the label. It's potato starch. Read in the first five ingredients, you're going to find potato starch. You just That's don't not cheese. Your food. It's awful. That's not cheese. Awful. Even Parmesan cheese in certain cans, read the ingredients. It's not Parmesan cheese. It's imitation. It tastes like. Right. I agree. I agree 100%. I've noticed that the last couple of years, you know, with the food, how different it is now. You know, you so don't know what you're getting. You've got to yeah. be really, really careful. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. Even um, organic foods aren't all organic. Yeah. 30% of some of the largest organic stores in the country have declared only 30% of the food is really organic. Not all cows eat grass-fed. Even grass-fed has chemicals. So mm -hmm. nothing's really, quote, healthy. The Europeans are healthier than we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, okay, going back to all the electrical that everybody's being bombarded with, does it affect their, does it affect their health and memory in different ways? Of course it does. It deletes a lot of the brain cells. It deletes and dampens a lot of the attention spans. ADD, ADHD is tripled. Everybody's ADD. Everybody's like multitasking. I want the phone, I want the count. I got I got a text. I got to do this. You got people driving and texting and causing accidents because God forbid you miss a text five minutes. 
don't forget the phones and the computers give us a dopamine rush. One of the founding members or creators of Facebook who left admits he knew when they were developing it that it was going to cause an addictive problem and he got out. Stories online, I didn't make it up. But it's addiction. You can wake up at two in the morning, go to the bathroom. I got to check my phone, get that rush. Then you can't go to sleep because you got the new dopamine rush. You got to look for the next scroll, go to Instagram. Who posted? It's the addiction. So we're all addicted and it's all ADD and ADHD. And everybody's like, oh my God, I forgot this and got that. Got to have a calendar. Where's the calendar? We're all overstimulated. Yes, Charlotte, you're correct. The stimulation, the anxiety, the sleeplessness, the restlessness. And now with, of course, CBD oil, I've been calm it down because now pot's legal. I mean, the whole thing shifted. It's not the way I grew up. But, um, you know, I remember my old boyfriend at the time got busted because he had to have a joint in his pocket, you know, back in those days. But um, we're stimulated. And there's also the wag the dog phenomena of what we're seeing in society and politics and the universe which is a distraction from what's really going on behind the scenes. So I kind of relate it to Wizard, the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Like we're all walking down the yellow brick road and then little Toto goes and finds the curtain and exposes the little man with the wheel. And in a way, that's what's going on. You got to really find the little man with the wheel as to what's really going on. I don't want to discuss it on this show. I have oh, been censored. I've been censored because of what I know. But, you know, then the thought comes while while we were talking about this was that, I mean, the best advice is to unplug. When was the last time you unplugged? When was the last time you weren't on the radio or you weren't online or you weren't looking at your phone or you weren't in the car listening to you? That's why we're talking about Yeah, you're addicted. We need it. Oh, my God, I misplaced my phone. Where's my phone? We panic if we can't find the phone, right? Where's my phone? But that's why when you're talking about things like CBD oil, you could do that all you want, you know, but there's not going to be a balance because you're, because everybody's just digging around. No yeah, it's what. just another escape. Okay. See, we're all the same. We're thinking alike. See, it's just, it just numbs more. Gives you another yeah. trip. Yeah. 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 Reality. So when you get somebody that, 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 that's harried like that, you know, and, and, and they're, and they're so addicted to their stuff, what do you tell them? Because I mean, obviously they're looking for some balance in their life. Or they won't come to see you. Depends what they come to me with. If they're drinking or they're alcoholic or they're sex addicts or they're sugar addicts or they're pot freaks or they're coke addicts, there's real diseases of addiction. And I'm connected to the recovery community in a very deep way. And I have a lot of um, interventionists that I refer people to. Uh I have a big network. If there's a real severe problem, most people who are addicted to alcohol, drugs, food, sex, whatever, won't admit that they are. They don't think they have a problem because that's just how they live their life. But when they bottom out or they're ready for help, then they come. I had a girl here Tuesday night, came from a long line of alcoholics and her father, her grandfather, the whole thing. And um, I could see where she was going and her husband and all this stuff. And I gave her some suggestions for her son, who happens to be a sex addict. I mean, I go through this all the time, but there's options. And what's really going on? Like John Belushi died of a heroin overdose, right? One of the biggest comedians of the 80s, 70s and 80s. If he was spiritually happy and connected, he wouldn't have needed drugs. When you have the spirit within yourself, 
you don't need to look outside for the comfort. It's inside. It's, people go, I just want to be happy. I said, but you got to start inside yourself. What do you mean? I need the car. I need the job. I need the guy. I need the girl. I need, da, 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 da. You get the car. You get the guy. You get the girl. You get the job. Oh, dear. I'm not happy. No, because it's inside. That's what I learned after the plane crash. You got to reverse all the outside stimulation, but you got to be at peace within. I help people find the peace and balance, which goes back to your original question. And what about meditation? Do you believe in meditation? I don't know. Okay. I don't have the patience to meditate. And when I do, I get bored. I don't like yoga. I get bored. I'm not that type of person. You know, praying, praying to God is talking. Right. And listening is meditating. So if I say, good night, God, and I hear something, okay, there's my prayer and meditation. People think you've got to be on your hands and knees. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And I need this. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Look at the butterfly. Acknowledge the day. You're still breathing. You didn't die of COVID. You don't have a disease. You might be disabled. You're not disabled. We've all got stuff. It's life. But we're here now. We're in the moment now. Right now, all that's real is that it's 7.26 p.m. Pacific time, wherever all your people are. And all that's real is you and me talking and them watching, listening. Mm -hmm. That's it. Nothing else matters. Not the past, not the future. This show is all that's real now. Now, now, I teach people to get back to the moment that their tush is on the chair or their hand is on the phone. They're here now. What happened 50 years ago happened. It's in our mind, and you can let it run you or feel guilty or resentful or fearful. Mm -hmm. I help people break through that to find the peace with it. It's hard. But it can be done. That's the secret. I like it. I like you because you are very upfront with people. <laughs> Thank you. And I like that. I mean, sometimes sometimes people have to get it right in the face in order to understand what's going on. I and try to keep it simple, to talk to everybody, which is what broadcasting is. It's broad. I learned that right. in 1993, 94. I was taught by some of the top broadcasters at KBC and ABC and CBS. I didn't go to broadcasting school, but I had one of the best educations mm -hmm. with real broadcasting. I mean, mm -hmm. huge broadcasters. And um, it's broadcasting. So I talk to everybody, but I make it sound like I'm talking to you. Sure. Personalize it. Sure. But I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I mean, there's, there's people out there, psychics out there that will milk it. Oh, you know, charlatans you know, and the wannabes and the could be. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. And if you're right. someone that's front like you, I mean, you don't want to, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, there's nothing worse than somebody that says, well, there might be something wrong with you, but I can't really say anything right now. Well, so the airy fairy wannabes, those are the airy fairy wannabes. I call them wannabes. No, they don't cut to the chase. And I can predict the timing of an event. I can predict when they're getting married, who's screwing around on their wife, if they're going to get the job, if they're going to sell the house, if they're going to Europe. I can, I see all that stuff. Right. But right. I don't fluff. You're talking about the fluffs. Right. I'm talking about the fluff. I mean, yeah, I'm not an airy fairy reader. I'm not. Somebody's an alcoholic and they're not feeling well. Dude, you're an alcoholic. Stop thinking. You can't say that. No, you can't say that. That's you know what I mean, though. But you know what I mean. That's not the way you handle it. Yeah, okay, but, but, but you know what I mean. You Alcoholism is a big disease. It's a major right, disease, right. and it's the umbrella for other addictions. Right, but you know what I mean. You could say, well, you know, this is going on with you, and this is what you need to work on. 
you know, there's ways around. of handling it and wording it in such right, a way that right, you've right. got to coddle. Yeah. 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 Instead of coddling somebody, you know, you just, just, you just, uh, ease them into whatever you got to ease them into. And 90% of the time, they're not going to come back for more help. And then I've got the diehards that have been with me for 30 years. Some right. people I have on, I have on um, retainer. They're on retainer. They just pay a monthly fee. And whenever they've got a problem three, four, five times a month, they're next before whoever's on the book. I put them as a priority. There's different ways of doing work. Mm -hmm. um, I'm available. Absolutely, absolutely. I've been doing it a long time. A long time, Charlotte. You have. Let me ask you a question. Um, this is our last question. And you're off the hook. You're standing on the strip in Vegas. Yeah, I just got back, yeah. Okay. Now, now we, talked, we talked about the charlatans. We talked about all that. So you're on, you're on Psychic Row. And people are looking for... A, are looking, are looking for some answers, you know, to, 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 to what's going on physically and stuff. What do you say to bring them in? I stay off psychic row number one. I don't go to the pier number two. I don't go to anybody that has a storefront and a, and a turban or a dot between their eyes or um, all the candles burning. I just don't. I don't. I mean, it's fun. And, oh, let me read your palm. And, and, and um, yes, they have a psychic front. But a lot of it's become so commercial. They also use black magic. I got caught in that. It's called the big psychic ripoff. Back in the yeah. 80s, it was all new to me. Like here in L.A., there was a psychic store. I went in and asked a question. And the lady said, um, if this egg cracks and this feather comes out, then oh, you're full of negativity. Right? Yeah. Cracked the egg and there was the feather and I freaked out. But I knew somebody in the psychic community that went down and busted her for scaring people. I didn't know it was a trick. Because right. it was new. A lot of people are so enthused and, and everybody wants an answer. Everybody wants a question. Can I just ask one question? Can I just ask one question? Well, yeah, pay for me. Well, why you'd have to charge? You have a gift from God. Well, so did John Lennon. You know, it's still a gift. It may be a curse. It may be a gift. It's draining. Um, it's wonderful. It's challenging. It's fulfilling. And we, like you, we have boundaries, Charlotte. People don't know that. So if I'm on the strip and I got to go find a psychic, I'm not going to find it on the strip. Okay. The real psychics aren't out there like that. We're not. The real ones don't have to be on the boulevard. They're not at Circus Circus. Not to say that they don't have a gift, but they'll right. do just enough to pull you in, manipulate, and then rip you off. You don't want to come back Here's a question. If somebody's looking for a psychic and they want a bona and they want someone that, that's really good, what should they look for? Integrity, truth, spirituality. Not all psychics are spiritual and not all spiritual people are psychic. I do both. Okay. Um, they need probably to get a referral or word of mouth or like with me having been on radio for 25 years, 20 years and you know, I have a reputation. Some people are quiet and word of mouth. Or in today's day and age, you can Google and find stars and ratings, which help at times. But a lot of it's padded, so you don't really know. You know, Yelp and Google. And I don't. I don't believe half of it. I have to experience it myself. If you can communicate or feel the connection, that's half the battle. 
like I said earlier, when they're so negative, I can't break through them spiritually or psychically to get the answers. I have to really dig. I had a lady call me who's a doctor, an MD, and she had some trauma in her life and with a death. And I tried to help her. And she was so close-minded, even though I channeled her son the other day. Uh, she said, well, that's my son. That, that's what he used to say in life. I said, I can hear him. I'm telling you, I hear him. But she didn't want the healing from the grief she's been going through for all these years. She wants to hold on to the pain. If you want to hold on to the pain, you don't want the help. Why are you coming to me? I want to help you get better. Life is for the living. You can't grieve forever. I mean, people do. People don't want to get well. People don't want to heal. They think they do. They come to you and then they don't do it. I go to the next one. So if people want a psychic, there's different types. There's remote viewers, channelers, clairvoyants, clairaudience, clairsentience, card readers, pendulum readers. There's all different types of tools. So it depends what they're looking for. I'm not the remote viewer. It says, oh, you're sitting on the couch with a plaid shirt and the couch is green and next to you is a newspaper. I don't do that. Although sometimes I throw it out and I'm actually right. The guy's driving a blue car and he's wearing a red shirt. Ha ha. I'll play with it. But I usually get into the emotional, spiritual because I'm more metaphysical, not just psychic. So I get into the emotions and the feelings and the healing and the personal on the journey as opposed to just, yeah, you're getting a new job. No, you aren't getting a divorce. Yes, you are getting remarried. I am? Yeah, I see it. Or people call, it didn't happen. I said, but did you go on the interview? No. Well, that's not my fault. Again, faith without works is dead. You predicted this. It didn't happen. Or it didn't happen yet. Or you didn't take advantage of the opportunity when it came. I was told I was going to marry some guy a long time ago. And when he came, I was scared to death. And I rejected him out of fear. Wrote him a letter five years ago. So I didn't, it's not that I didn't love you. I was scared. I, I cleaned it up. He's had two marriages since then. So I probably made a mistake, but we all have fear. We all get nervous. We all have a past. We all have anger. We all have resentment and loss and gratitude and grievances and joy. And it's life. Yin yang. It's finding the balance androgyny between your masculine and feminine selves and becoming who you are. It all starts with spirit, but we all think it's the other way around. Thank you so much for coming on. It was Thanks wonderful. That was, that was terrific. I really appreciate you coming on. Well, thank you. I'll have you on my show once I'm back up. Sounds good. I'd like to get you back on and talk to you about some other stuff later on. I'd love it, Charlotte. And I want to talk to you off the air about who I think you can help. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, All everybody. Right. Thanks so much. Have All a good right. evening. All you right. too. Yeah. All right, guys. That is the end of our 200 show. Wow. And it was a great show. That was that was fantastic. I learned so much. Had no idea about this half in you know, half in this world, half half in the other world stuff. That was fantastic. Tomorrow again, it's Nancy. It's medium Nancy Matt's Friday. So you, you know how those days go. But it's a special Friday because it, it, it we're going to be celebrating what I just did tonight. Okay. So be sure to be here because if Nancy has time, she's going to do some uh, some readings for you guys. Uh, but uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about, like we always do. And anything can happen. Giveaways. You know. All right. Anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. And, again, if you were watching on YouTube, please subscribe. There's that little ghost down the bottom right-hand corner with the Sherlock Holmes hat and the magnifying glass. That's our mascot. 
There's 200, over 250 videos over there with all kinds of topics that you might like. If you're watching from Facebook, please uh, hit that follow button. Twitch, same thing. And if you end up watching this on Twitter or anything like that, follow us over there. Uh, but I really appreciate you all coming. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you despise the show, share it with five of your enemies. Um, equal opportunity, so that's cool, you know. And again, uh, visit CaliforniaHaunts.org if you have any paranormal issues. And if you want to check out more on, uh, about the show, and we also have some paranormal news over there at the radio site at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. So check out that site as well. Now you see that ticker at the bottom of the page? That's because California Haunts is, is, is technically a nonprofit. I'm the owner, so everything you see here comes out of my pocket, whether it's the computers, the mics, the uh, lights, everything. So if something breaks, I have to pay for it, just like the internet fees and all that, and just like the paranormal equipment that we use when we go out in the field. So if you can kind of help me out, I'd really appreciate it. We want to keep the show on the air. You've done great. We've been here for two years later, so you guys have done really, really well. But we could always use, you know, always use the help. So if you can find it in your heart to do that, that would be great. That would be paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, we do have a Venmo. Go to Venmo and just type in California Haunts. Anyway, I want to thank you all for coming. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Let me get my buttons up. Yeah, I'm bumping my, my buttons. I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30. And here is the website for Dr. Linda. That would be Linda Salvin. S-A-L-V-I-N dot com. And again, I will see you guys tomorrow.